When I first arrived in Nebraska in 2019, I ran around the campus displaying and talking about the importance of the collective impact model. This model reflects how every person in every office functions in a loosely coupled network because of their unique missions, but must have a common and shared agenda. I position our shared agenda as inclusive excellence. In 2022, ODI hosted its very first collective impact conference that was led by Dr. Peek Smees and organized by faculty and staff across the university. This event celebrated and acknowledged the breadth of work occurring and happening across campus and offered well-being and professional learning experiences meant to support individuals in their collective, in their collective success. In the spirit of this collective work, we began last year highlighting inclusive excellence in action. Take a look at these efforts of inclusive excellence in the student experience, in the classroom, in building research teams, and in practice. I've loved science my whole life. It's always been my favorite subject. I think that as a woman, often seeing other women in STEM is something that is very empowering because it's not something that we hear about very often. Oh, we gotta go talk to the founder okay. today to see about recruiting students for the STEM Power program. Oh, for the next um, I started working with the STEM Power this past summer and I was partnered with Dr. Christy Montooth, so I worked with her in the Fly Lab. I think that the STEM Power program is definitely focused on our inclusive excellence because it brings in underrepresented students from different communities and kind of allows them to get familiar with campus life as well as meeting mentors and faculty members that they could interact with throughout the school year and beyond that. And it kind of just helps them get to adjust to like resources that they may not know that is available for them. As a first generation student, it was really hard for me to find programs that foster an inclusive community and the STEM Power did that with other students who I could also relate to. And I think that oftentimes students feel like their voice is not heard and I think that faculty members and campus leaders can just try to let students know that they have a voice and that their voice can be used to kind of, I guess, express and communicate the stuff that they need and resources that they might need that faculty members may not know about. So I think giving students a community where they feel like their voice is heard is the most important way for us to talk about inclusive excellence. I think that's something that I'm really passionate about is inspiring others to learn about their potential, especially young girls who often are not encouraged to go into fields like STEM and sciences. So it's something that I hope to achieve. And I also have a younger sister, so I want to show her that this is possible and that she can achieve her dreams and that no one can tell her not to because STEM is cool and it's cool for girls as well. So the Intergroup Dialogue Project is part of our department's larger initiative on communicating to connect in a divided world. It includes courses that we teach, um, it includes scholarship, and also working on different projects or initiatives with the campus and the community. So I think we all know we live in a polarized world. We typically are not really trying to take perspectives of other people's experiences, of their sides. Um, we're also not amplifying voices of communities that historically have been marginalized. And that's creating a lot of issues in society. And what this course tries to do is introduce students to the theories, the research, and the practice of actually communicating across a difference in a manner that 
amplifies voices of those who haven't had voices, and also in a way that really can lead to pragmatic, important outcomes. Now, we teach this as more than just talk. You can't just bring people together to talk. You have to think about the power structures that come into play. You have to think about how you can sustain these so they're not one-off interactions. And most importantly, you have to think about how can we make sure there are benefits and outcomes of this, especially when people are going to be vulnerable. I think there should be a I would ideally like to see this project inform initiatives across Nebraska. So whether you're talking about conversations between different racial ethnic groups, religious groups, rural and non-rural communities, really engage people across Nebraska to talk with each other, to learn from each other, and better the state. But the brand is responding to... We live in a polarized world. We're not talking to each other, and the only way I believe we're gonna be able to solve and address our most important issues is if we engage with each other. And that's the, the purpose of this initiative. I, I can't fully explain it, but people around the world are fascinated by birds. And, and you, can, you can see that from the, the stories people tell about the birds around them and, and, and their place in the world. Over the pandemic, it coincided with um, a lot of social movements um, about disparities uh, among people and their experiences. And one of those was about actually birds. So we recently got a grant through a National Science Foundation's program called BioLeaps. So this is a grant designed to harness the, the unique position of professional societies in promoting inclusion. And so we're studying various aspects of how having connections with people like themselves fosters a sense of belonging, how they can encourage them to, to pursue the love of research. passionate about getting more people, specifically women of color, into STEM and science and field research. And I feel like birds were just that common thread of like, everybody sees birds, everybody knows what birds are. So I feel like it's a really good gateway, in a sense, to get people into just being outside and learning more about wildlife. And hopefully it can spark some interest in some people to go more into STEM and science and research. And out in the forests back here, we study kind of how the social lives of birds help them survive these cold Nebraska winters. They form these really cool things called mixed species flocks. Social connections play a big part in in animals' lives, not just okay. humans. You have an extra? Yeah, we got, you got another set. We should have two sets. I actually owe a lot of my ideas and my thoughts about inclusion to the connections I've made at the university. By including everybody, it makes the university or ornithological societies or any institution stronger. We can't really achieve excellence without promoting everyone's excellence, I guess. And, and to do that, everyone has to buy in and feel, feel like they belong. A lot of what we talk about in ornithology now is this looming sense that we are losing the diversity of birds. And this is an all hands on deck situation and, and we can't afford to not include anyone that's got that passion and that interest 
in studying nature and conserving um, our natural legacy. And so from that perspective, I think it's, a, it's an urgent need to really include everyone so that we can solve some of these global, uh, global problems. Inclusive excellence is important to engineering for two very simple reasons. First of all, if we're going to meet the workforce needs of the state and the nation, we need more people studying engineering, and that's only going to happen if we diversify our student body. Secondly, it's been documented in several studies that diverse engineering teams are more productive and lead to better solutions. So industry is demanding a more diverse workforce. It's our job to provide that workforce, so it's important. We are one of only three colleges of engineering in the United States to have received silver recognition from the American Society of Engineering Education. We're very proud of that accomplishment and other universities are coming to us to learn about what we did to earn that recognition. Among our initiatives uh, with respect to inclusive excellence include our complete engineer program that seeks to develop six non-technical competencies. They include things such as teamwork, communications, professional ethics, and inclusive excellence. We have created several cohort programs to diversify our student body. This includes our Women in Engineering program and our Multicultural Engineering program. We've also partnered with the Peter Kiewit Foundation to create the Peter Kiewit Foundation Engineering Academy. This amazing program provides the complete cost of education for 40 students per year and is focused on diversifying the engineering workforce. These are just some of the things that we are doing to broaden the diversity of students in the College of Engineering. We wouldn't have had the success we've had with respect to inclusive excellence if it hadn't been part of a broader culture change in the college and if it hadn't been fully embraced by our faculty, staff, and students. And we're fortunate that we are now a national leader in these efforts. People are looking to us to explore how they can have the similar change within their colleges. We have lots of work yet to do, but we're on the right track and our trajectory is really great. If you are part of the College of Engineering, the STEM Power Research Mentor Scholars Program, BioLeaps, or the Intergroup Dialogue Project in Communication Studies, will you please either stand or, or, or raise your hand to be recognized? I see you die. Again, this is only a fraction of the work and the impact that Inclusive Excellence has on our institution. I also want to um, give a special thanks as well to University Communication for production and, uh, production and creation of today's video. So a round of applause for University Communication. Thank you.